Hey there, Playbook listeners. I'm Rogu Manovalin. The latest chapter of Trump versus DeSantis, plus another flying object shot down from the sky. Here are the big things we're watching for Monday, February 13th. For the fourth time in eight days, the U.S. shot down a flying object yesterday. The latest kill came above Lake Huron, near the border with Canada, after it had flown over part of Michigan. The Pentagon said an F-16 fighter jet took the object down with a Sidewinder missile at around 20,000 feet after determining that it posed what they stated no kinetic military threat but could potentially interfere with flight safety or conduct surveillance. Politicos Paul McCleary, Olivia Lander, Laura Seligman, and Alexander Ward report that defense officials remain mum on the topic, raising questions over the threat the objects could have represented to civilians across North America what the purpose of the objects was, and why there has been a rash of detections and responses with fighter planes and guided missiles. Air Force General Glenn Van Herc, who's in charge of monitoring North American airspace, said yesterday he wouldn't rule out any explanation for the series of recent unidentified airborne objects, including aliens. Phil Stewart and Idris Ali from Reuters report that Van Herc said, I'll let the intel community and the counterintelligence community figure that out. But a second defense official said there was no evidence of extraterrestrial involvement. We asked Alex Ward, author of National Security Daily, what questions he's looking to answer this week. One, why does there seem to be an increase in sightings of these objects? Two, what is the U.S. telling allies about the phenomenon? Three, why are we shooting down so many? Did the rules of engagement change for dealing with these objects? And four, what message is the U.S. sending to China? if any, about what's going on. While the one-man race for the Republican presidential nomination is about to get more interesting later this week with Nikki Haley's expected announcement, the dominant storyline of the shadow GOP primary remains the Donald Trump versus Ron DeSantis rivalry. The big question hanging over the Florida governor is when to hit back at Trump's escalating attacks. Michael Bender and Maggie Haberman from the New York Times recently dug in to the DeSantis playbook, outlining a strategy of conflict avoidance, delaying what is likely to be a hostile and divisive clash that forces the party's voters to pick sides. The two write, but now he faces the pressing question of how long this approach can work. Mr. DeSantis must also decide just how forcefully to counterattack once he engages with Mr. Trump, and whether he has left himself enough room to effectively parry the former president's taunts and smears without offending his loyal supporters. Republican operatives we've spoken to have long insisted that any candidate looking to dislodge Trump is going to have to take the former president head-on early and often. That advice may not jibe with DeSantis, who, per Maggie Haberman, is looking at a late May, early June entrance if he runs. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. Nothing on President Joe Biden or Vice President Kamala Harris's public schedule today. The Senate will meet at 3 p.m. to take up Gina Mendez-Miro's judicial nomination. The Senate will vote on Cindy Chung's judicial nomination at 5.30, followed by a cloture vote on Mendez-Miro's nomination. The House is out today. A couple things to circle on your calendar. 
Tomorrow, the BLS releases January inflation data. President Joe Biden addresses the National Association of Counties Legislative Conference. On Wednesday, Nikki Haley makes her expected presidential campaign announcement in Columbia, South Carolina. The Senate Finance Committee holds a confirmation hearing for IRS Commissioner nominee Danny Werfel. And on Friday, the Munich Security Conference begins with Vice President Kamala Harris attending. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Monovalin. Have a good Monday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning.